Hey, Freedom Jumpers, welcome to the Agency Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We're going to take a little bit of a different tack here. Uh, we are going into uh, the first of what I'm calling our hot takes episode, uh, where we will simply unpack uh, a particular topic that is of uh, interest in a broad sense uh, to the entirety of our listening audience. In this uh, first hot takes episode, we're going to talk about how to maximize your own profit. Uh, your effectiveness, uh, drive revenue uh, as the chief executive of your agency. We're going to get in uh, to some existential things, uh, headspace things, but also some very specific uh, detail-oriented action items that you can deploy in your agency. Uh, to drive revenue, and of course, uh, the most important number, uh, the net operating income, aka profit. So, uh, in episodes to come in the hot takes space, uh, we are also going to be going into uh, a lot of the things that our uh, listening audience has told us uh, you want to hear about. Uh, hiring practices, compensation strategies, how to build out your tech stack specifically, uh, how to learn how to better utilize uh, and protect against the broker of record letter, uh, sales and marketing strategies uh, that are effective uh, in our current uh, technical uh, and, and distance uh, 2021 and beyond uh, the climate that all of our uh, clients and prospects now exist in the, the ever-evolving nature of the marketplace. You can expect full episodes on all of these topics. Before we jump into the bumper and hit the content, a couple of quick housekeeping items. Uh, please join our Facebook group and just search for Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Uh, I'm kind of surprised at the poor attendance. Uh, I mentioned it in the episode. I'm hitting it twice because it's important. We barely have 60 people in the group and roughly 400 and something people listen to every episode at this point. So hop into Facebook if that's your thing. Uh, join our Agency Freedom Podcast group. Uh, and then secondly uh, is the Innovation IAOA uh, 21 conference is coming up in Tampa, November 4th, 5th, and 6th. If you have already made your freedom jump or you are uh, in the process of doing so, I would like to invite you uh, to come to Tampa, Florida, uh, in November and come be a part of what is, in my opinion, the absolute best uh, insurance industry conference in the country. It will be attended by just about everybody who's somebody uh, in the property and casualty uh, focused uh, part of the insurance world. Lots of great vendors. Pretty much everybody I mentioned uh, in this episode is going to be there. Uh, I'd love to see you there as well. If you want more information about the Innovation 21 conference, please visit IAOA.com. That's IAOA.com. Thanks. So that's it for the housekeeping items. Subscribe, leave a review, share AFP with someone in the captive world. You know the drill if you're a regular listener at this point. So sit back, relax. Let's roll that bumper and get into episode 16 of Agency Freedom Podcast. Thanks, everybody. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. There is so much I wish I would have known before I made the freedom jump to the independent side. 
I mean, even now, I feel like I'm learning something new every single month. We're all about helping insurance agency owners and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. My team and I replaced six years of captive agency revenue in 17 months with Riskwell. 17 months, man. It's crazy. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and what I've learned along the way. We lay out a blueprint of how to make your freedom jump from captive to indie to market domination. I'm bringing you colleagues from markets across the country with dozens of different specialties. They're eager to share their stories and best practices with you. I'm your host, James Jenkins. Welcome to Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey folks, welcome to episode 16 of the Agency Freedom Podcast. I am your host, James Jenkins, and this episode is a change of pace from the last several that we have done. We started off the AFP catalog, episodes one through seven are solo episodes like this one is going to be. Each one of them was very intentional. Episode one was our origin story, my uh, journey from out of the industry uh, into launching a farmer's agency back in January of 2013 and the process that we went through uh, launching a scratch agency and then making the decision to do a freedom jump and uh, go independent. We then spent the next six episodes dissecting a total of 12 topics uh, that, in my opinion, are absolutely critical for you uh, to address, each one specifically, for the overall health and wellness and sustainability and long-term profit and success of your agency, regardless of a lot of other factors that may uh, be in play for you. That is First and foremost, the geography of where you're located, uh, and then in my opinion, secondly, is the composition of your team. Are you still a solo operator, or are you uh, building a large and uh, dynamic, high-performance team where you are able to successfully invite lots of other people on to your staff, get them to be on mission, uh, follow the vision that you are casting for them? Uh, we are talking about building an agency that is incredibly successful and profitable regardless of geography, regardless of line of business, regardless of whether you are personal or commercial or a hybrid. Uh, we don't really talk at all about the life, health, accident, Medicare, supplemental disability, um, any of these other versions of insurance agent. Yes, a lot of agencies are uh, multi-line and try to do and be a lot of different things. I am a firm believer in specialization. I think in what I have seen from the agents that I talk to and my office, you're a lot better off if you focus on a very small number of things and focus on doing them at a very high level. The simple fact is the marketplace tends to reward uh, people that offer lots of stuff. So there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. If you're the agent out there who is wanting to be in you know 12 different lines of business and have benefits and health and disability and life and financial services and all the other things uh, that a lot of these captive carriers try to go after, 
more power to you. We're just not really going to talk about any of that because uh, my experience is focused on property and casualty insurance, a mix of commercial and personal and real estate investors. But we're never going to really talk about uh, life, health, and other stuff uh, simply because I don't have any credibility in those topics. There's plenty of other people out there, other podcasts, other uh, pieces of content you can be focusing on if that's what you want. So anyways, I'm getting uh, off topic here. Uh, What we did in the first seven episodes is supplanted and and made uh, more interesting, more dynamic with the context of other voices in the conversation. My wife, Allison, from episode eight was great. And then uh, from Jerry Conry, Jason Cass onward from the guests that we have had. That being said, we are going to sprinkle in uh, on occasion solo episodes. It's a nice little series. Uh, that I'm calling uh, hot takes. I know that's not the most original, but it applies here because these solo episodes are going to be shorter. Uh, We will be targeting 30 minutes in total runtime. So there will be uh, one commercial break somewhere near the middle, uh, but it is an intentionally shorter episode because it's only my voice. We don't have a guest. There's not as much uh, chance for... Uh, running dialogue. So I will be scripting these episodes out. I will be planning them uh, meticulously, just like I did the first uh, seven uh, that came out. So uh, we are going to be discussing in this episode, the concept of how to go about maximizing your personal profit you as an individual, you and your family. We're not going to talk about distribution of profits from the agency, the accounting and finance perspective. Uh, We will uh, go about that on a different episode, but we are going to look at how to maximize your profit and some very, uh, what I would think are insightful ways to get there simply because I find these things insightful uh, as well. I have nothing new under the sun. I am simply speaking from my own experience and repackaging the many, 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 many books and podcasts and in-person conversations and webinars and everything else that I have consumed and continue to consume because I'm trying to get better just like you guys are. I am constantly working to improve myself in these same areas. So let's go ahead and dive into the content. Uh, If you haven't already please do me one big favor. I've noticed that our uh, listenership, our downloads are fantastic. Uh, We recently crossed over 7,000 total downloads since May 7th. Uh, We are averaging about 400 downloads per episode, uh, which is great. That being said, the Facebook group that I have tried very hard to get off the ground is just not getting off the ground. As of the recording of this episode, there's about 60 people in that group. And there's a lot of potential for great community conversations in that group. So if you are down for engaging with me personally, engaging with other freedom jumpers, I would invite you to go to Facebook and simply type Agency Freedom Podcast in the search bar. Agency Freedom Podcast. Go ahead and join the group, and I look forward to connecting with you there. I'm going to be putting some effort into making that a useful, meaningful place to be moving forward. So thank you in advance for joining our group on Facebook and helping us build a useful little community of freedom jumpers. So now to the content for episode 16. 
Hold on a second. My volume was down. Let's try that again. There you go. There's the volume. Okay, so when we talk about profit, when we talk about how are we going to get revenue in the door and then streamline the operation so that revenue equals as much profit as possible, there's a few things that we have to get nailed down first. And these are on a high level, so we're not going to spend a lot of time dealing with them, uh, but they definitely deserve uh, some conversation on your own uh, with a pen and paper, probably sitting in a coffee shop and just putting some thought into these things if you haven't already done so. If you have, it's probably a good idea to revisit them and make sure that you feel they're still accurate. And the simple things we're looking at here is what is the overarching goal for your organization? What is the mission? What are you chasing? What is the impact that you are trying to have in your community, in the industry, in your family, in the lives of your clients? Put it on paper. What is the mission of your operation? What are, next, the core guiding principles for how you are going to operate? I will say uh, that for RiskWell, our core guiding principles are an acronym that says simply, I care. And the five is integrity, consistency, advocacy, results, and expertise. Integrity, consistency, advocacy, results, and expertise. You put them together, it's the acronym I CARE. And our mission is simply to empower our clients and stakeholders to make smart decisions about their personal risk and personal and business, I should say, uh, risk management and insurance decisions, thereby making our communities a safer and more profitable, more successful place to live. Because the simple fact is that every single person that we work with has a terrible day in their future. It might be a property weather loss. It might be a lawsuit. It might be something related to a business partner or an employee. But we are empowering our clients to make better decisions so that when their bad day gets here, they are better prepared for it and the impact to families and communities is going to be decreased. That's a little bit more lengthy uh, than I typically say it, but that is our mission and our core guiding principles. If you don't have a clearly defined, articulated mission and principles, it's going to be very difficult to maximize your own personal productivity and certainly that of your team. Because when you can invite someone to come on mission with you, when you can invite someone to join you on, a, on an adventure, to join you in living out compelling guiding principles, you're going to make them more effective and more profitable thereby. Because if someone is just working a job, then I question the longevity, and I question the efficacy of anyone engaging in just doing a job. They're going to show up, they're going to do what they were paid to do, and they're going to go home. You're not going to capture their heart. And if all you're doing is working a job, if you're just in it for the money, then your heart probably won't be in it nearly as much either. So definitely put some thoughts into mission and core guiding principles. Next, we're just going to simply talk about good old-fashioned dollars. I am a big fan, as we have talked about previously, of the EOS, the Entrepreneur's Operating System. It is uh, part of a book, uh, it's actually five books, uh, the five book series of the Entrepreneur's Operating System. 
If you haven't read any of them, I suggest you start with Traction. And then from there, uh, you can see the other four that are in the series. Our office uses about 80% of the EOS, and we use it uh, pretty religiously. So one of the things they talk about in there is using what's called the Vision Traction Organizer, the VTO for short. And it helps you identify, you do it once a quarter and then annually in more depth, but identifying uh, specific targets. And for the purposes of this part of the conversation, we're going to be looking at uh, 10 years from now and then working backwards from there. Where do you want your agency to be 10 years from now? Very specific numbers, top line revenue, profit, NOI, net operating income. What are some things that you want to be true about your agency? How many physical locations will you have? What does the makeup of your team look like in 10 years? What are your lines of business? What are your specializations? What does your sales, your marketing process look like 10 years from now? How about three years from now? How about one year from now? This quarter, this month, this week, how do you know what your goals for this week should be? Well, you just revert backwards uh, from what we talked about uh, in the foundational episodes. You look at your sales pipeline and reverse engineer that bad boy. How far out do you want to go? Uh, for us, we take the three years very seriously. The 10-year picture is not as important because I am a firm believer that the 10-year picture should always be evolving and should always be uh, aspirational. It doesn't have to be nearly as grounded as the three-year picture or the one-year picture. Certainly three and one uh, need to be a lot more thoughtfully laid out. Uh, if you are doing strategic planning right, if you're doing budgeting right, uh, if you have a CFO uh, in your office or you've engaged with a fractional CFO uh, like we have here at Riskwell, uh, then you should be able to, with a relative degree of accuracy, project a quarter or two or three in the future and look in a more general sense, uh, projecting current data and historical data, if you have any, unless you're brand spanking new, uh, you should be able to project uh, based on current year, prior year, you know, second prior year and whatnot. For those of you that are doing the Freedom Jump, uh, it's a very good idea to be starting from zero to help have someone help you get off the ground on the right foot. A fractional outside CFO is one of the best investments you can make, especially if you're like me, you don't have a background of solid financial and accounting and just good old-fashioned business uh, literacy. I didn't have any formal training, unfortunately. I don't have an MBA. I don't have a, an undergraduate business degree. I didn't have a single business class in my, uh, my studies in college. I unfortunately uh, was a pre-med for four years and left college with zero professional financial education of any kind. So I have definitely had to backfill. But in these topics and these conversations about accounting and finance and strategic planning and strategic budgeting, etc. It's so critical because if you are looking three years in the future, you're better able to know exactly where you are going and where you need to go, what you need to be doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, etc. to get to that goal for the quarter, for the year, for two years, for three years. So if you don't have it documented exactly what your goals are specifically, certainly for three years and on down, I would challenge you to put those on paper and put them somewhere where you can see them so you know exactly what your target is. 
Next, talking about key performance indicators. What are your KPIs for assisting you and your office in making it to that goal? What numbers are you going uh, to be looking at? Are you going to be focusing more on leading indicators that are activity-based, like the number of cold calls made, the number of appointments made, the center of influence messages sent, uh, the number of actual uh, lead sources that you're generating, or are you going to be looking more at uh, trailing indicators, the number of quotes completed in your system, looking at conversion from different stages of your pipeline, from initial lead in to appointment made to appointment kept, to quote delivered, to quote closed, etc. What are you going to look at from a key performance indicator perspective? How many events are being held in your community? And how many messages you are sending to your network uh, on social media? There's a lot of different ways that you can map out your KPIs, but you really need to figure out what are you going to track and how are you going to combine trailing and leading indicators to get you to where you need to be to maximize the profit of your office. We've previously talked about uh, what I'm calling activity qualifiers. We had in a previous episode, so I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. Uh, they are simply three filters that you need to be looking at to figure out if that activity is something that your office should be doing at all or if you should be doing it yourself. So those three filters, and the last one is simply do it yourself. The first filter is the terminate filter. And the question you're asking yourself on the terminate filter is, is this something that my office as a whole should be doing? Should we be engaging in this activity at all? Myself, my team, a VA, uh, something automated. Is this thing that we're talking about something that we should be doing? If it is, great. Then it's past the terminate filter. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. The second filter is automate. Is this something that a robot or a, a platform, a software, an API linkage, Zapier or something similar, perhaps even a direct API if you're lucky enough to have an integration somewhere, 
Is this something that we can automate and not lose any of the quality of the client experience? If the answer is yes, then you really should be having a robot or a piece of software do that thing. You don't need a human doing it at all. And next, the third filter is delegate. If you've got past the terminate filter and the automate filter, the next is the delegate filter, which is simply, can that task and that activity, that action be performed by someone on your team with an equivalent level of, of quality of execution as if you did it yourself? If someone on your team can do it as well as you can do it, then you really should not be doing it yourself. That's the third filter. And if an activity, if an action passes all three of those filters, terminate, automate, delegate, then you know exactly what you need to do, and that is do it yourself. So the activity qualifiers are an important step on maximizing the profit of your office. Moving now into three key factors for maximizing your personal profit. It's three things that you have to be mindful of optimizing in order to get your personal profit where you want it to be. Optimize, maximize, whatever sort of buzzword you want to use there. Get it to its optimal state. So there's three T's. I like alliteration as you guys probably have figured out by now. And those three T's are very easy to follow. The first one is team. I will say it again, if you are a solo operator, you need to find a way to get a team or you probably need to just accept that your version of success is going to have to be very small uh, in comparison to most other versions of success. If you are unwilling or unable to get a team around you or if you just prefer to be a solo operator because you don't want to bother with the challenges of finding and developing and retaining a quality team, a staff, then I would, I don't even know what you're doing, honestly. Uh, I see it from time to time, uh, people on IAOA and other insurance groups that I'm in that almost say it as if they're proud of themselves. Like, yeah, I'm a solo operator, been that way for 10 years. And it's like, okay, well, good for you. Uh, I hope you're happy with your mediocre version of success. Uh, I know that's going to step on some people the wrong way, uh, but hey, you know what? You do you. Obviously, you're a business owner. You're fully independent. No one, uh, no one needs to give you permission for anything. Uh, I would just challenge you to uh, reconsider that if you're uh, one of these people sitting here as a solo operator. So team, uh, that is absolutely the most important thing because scale only happens with a team. If you're a solo operator, you're going to be capped out with your 168 hours a week. You're not going to be able to use anyone else's hours in order to uh, do the mission. Zig Ziglar said something that I'm sure a lot of us have probably heard before, but I love this quote from the immortal Zig Ziglar. He will be uh, in the pantheon of business leaders uh, for many, many years to come. He said that if we want to get some, what we want out of life, and I just butchered it, you can have anything you want out of life if you help enough other people get what they want. That's the quote. You can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And there is a massive secret there with the team of inviting people on to an adventure. Invite them to be on mission with you. Give them satisfying work. Pay them well. Develop them. Help them find real satisfaction and enjoyment in their work life. And you will tap into the wonders of 
the intangible benefits of having an engaged and happy, motivated team so that your business can scale and you can enjoy greater profits than you ever thought possible by yourself. The second is team uh, and then technology. The second is technology, I should say. Are you properly leveraging the resources that are available to you here as I record this in the summer of 2021? There are a few things that we need to focus on just in a bullet point sort of way. And we will definitely have other episodes uh, diving into a lot more detail about several of these things because they definitely deserve their own time in the spotlight. But very quickly, I will run through this here. You need all of these that we're talking about in this list in order to maximize the leverage of the technologies uh, in your office. You need to have a conversion-focused website. Your website basically is your office in 2021 and beyond. People expect you to have a fully operational, easy-to-navigate, effective content, action-oriented website. I am very happy to say that we have been with Advisor Evolved since the beginning of our agency, and we use it daily, many times, every day, both internally and externally with our clients. We average almost 100 unique visitors per day to our website, uh, and that is something that is uh, I'm very proud of for being as small an office as we are. Uh, Advisor Evolved is our choice. There are lots of other good vendors out there uh, that are perfectly able to help you uh, get a conversion-focused website. Second is an intranet of some kind. I personally am a big believer in the Microsoft ecosystem for intranet. It's a combination of uh, SharePoint and OneDrive as well as Teams for uh, the internal communication. Google also has uh, other things that are um, somewhat similar to Microsoft. And there's a lot of other pieces that you can pull together to create uh, a, a pseudo intranet of some kind. When you look at the large companies out there, the Fortune uh, 1000, Fortune 5000, the, the, the big companies, just about all of them have an intranet for training, for client files, for sales resources, for marketing, for brand, uh, for disseminating information and processes inside of your company. Having some kind of intranet uh, is very important. Next is going to be the AMS, the Agency Management System. Uh, this is probably one of the most talked about uh, parts of the technology uh, conversation. If you look at the number of posts shared in the insurance groups that I'm in, uh, the CRM and AMS uh, definitely dominate the technology questions uh, as far as volume goes. I personally am a big fan of NowCerts. Uh, we are looking uh, at other alternatives, uh, just because we haven't looked in a long time. And I'm a firm believer at, at revisiting your technology choices at least once a year, just to make sure that you still have the best fit for your agency. Uh, NowSearch has been great to us, very responsive, good service, uh, very uh, friendly on the API side of things. NowSearch plays nicely with lots of other platforms in ways uh, that some of their competitors uh, just don't. And yes, I'm looking at you, Hawksoft. 
uh, I think. Uh, there are definitely ways uh, of being a collaborator in the industry. Uh, it's It's been disappointing to see uh, the ways that some others just don't play nice with others. Uh, like, of course, we all know that Vertifor and Applied uh, have their own uh, interests, their own way of doing things, and, and don't really seem to care much about having a broad and robust uh, set of integrations with other platforms. I prefer the open approach, and I think a lot of people would as well when given the opportunity. So uh, I am a big fan of NowCerts, mostly uh, for the fact that they are very easy uh, to utilize and easy to have data go wherever you need it to go. Right along beside that is the CRM. Uh, the most common options in the insurance space are going to be Better Agency, Agency Zoom, Insured Mine uh, is another big one. Uh, there's also, of course, the more complicated uh, and the development heavy options like your uh, Infusionsoft, Keep, Salesforce, uh, HubSpot uh, would fall into that as well. Uh, CRM is very important. The automated flow of data. That is a massive topic because if your data is not portable, if it's not going where you need it to go, then uh, you're going to be repeating your efforts quite a bit. Next is VOIP with texting capability. Our office uses Lightspeed Voice uh, for our phone and text solution. Twilio is baked in to Lightspeed Voice. They've been very good to us. We're very happy with that. A client self-service portal is a new addition to this list. I think that is absolutely critical uh, when you are looking at the overall client experience, the CX elements of your agency. It's critical that you're thinking about the client self-service portal because if you are just letting them go off to you know insert carrier here or you know, old-fashioned ways of just storing documents in a file folder. I think you're leaving a lot to be desired. Uh, our office recently signed up for Glovebox. Uh, we are very happy with what we have seen from them uh, on the front end and look forward to telling you guys more about uh, that side of things as we become uh, more familiar. So there you go. That's the rundown of, of the technology. The third T after team and tech is time. Very simply, you must direct your time and intentionally act during what I call the money hours. You and I both know there's plenty of time where you are taking it easy during the money hours. It's fine to take it easy in the morning if you are, you know, enjoying yourself and living your life however you want. You know, after the the kids, if you have them, the spouse, if you have one. Uh, after all of those people are happy and you want to take it easy uh, in the evening or on the weekends or night or whatever, uh, that's fine. More power to you. The money hours need to be uh, having your full attention. You only have 168 hours in a seven-day period. That is 24 times seven. And as the quote was uh, from the Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams, one of my very, very favorite movies of all time, we must be mindful of the need to seize the day, to, quote, suck the marrow out of life, carpe diem, sound your barbaric yop from the rooftops of the world. Uh, yeah, I need to go back and watch the movie again. Uh, you want to get pumped about attacking your day and your week, go watch Dead Poet Society. So, 168 hours a week, what are you doing to capture it? How much wasted time do you have? 
Have you done an activity audit recently where you have a pen and paper out and you simply write down every 15 minutes the alarm goes off and you jot down one sentence of what you spent that 15 minutes doing? Uh, I do that probably once a quarter uh, where I will go for two days most of the time, uh, two business days uh, once a quarter where I document every 15 minutes of my activity and Obviously, I'm not always uh, 100% happy with uh, the way that the time is spent. So those are your three T's, team, technology, and time. So when you've done a good job of optimizing your three T's, okay, now what? As we come to the finish line of this episode, uh, what are we going to do now that you have done those three and and we are really just digging deep into uh, the nitty gritty now? Here's three things that I want to suggest that you take action on. The first is going to be audit every single monthly recurring expense in your office. Everything that you spend regular money on. Ask yourself the hard questions. What is my goal, my specific goal for this expense or vendor? Why do I allow them to exist in my office? Next, does this expense or vendor help me better accomplish the mission and values of my office. Simply put, do they help me do what is most important in my office? And lastly of these questions, what is your target? Direct or indirect ROI, return on investment from this expense or vendor. Do you know what that target is? If you do, Then asking the question very simply, are you regularly reaching your target ROI for that expense or vendor? And if not, you know my position. If it's not meeting the goal regularly, then kill it or replace it. And then we go back to those activity qualifiers from earlier this episode, terminate, automate, delegate. Then asking yourself those questions will help you determine uh, the right mix of expenses and vendors. You're going to need to document your core processes, and your workflows in your office. The four things that we have spent a lot of time and energy on at RiskWell is documenting our sales process. From initial contact to the close of new business, our sales process is very nicely documented. Then the service process, then the claims process, and then what we call the nurture process, which includes the drip and the midterm conversations, communications with the client, as well as the remarketing portion of uh, the relationship. We call that simply the nurture process. We have documented that at a very high level. Uh, And the idea there is it needs to be built in such a way that any competent person could reasonably learn how to work uh, for your office just by reading your operations manual. And lastly, uh, you need to work towards removing yourself from production on a regular basis. Now, hear me what I said. You need to work towards removing yourself from regular production responsibilities. I saved the most important thing, the most disruptive, potentially the most um, controversial thing for last. Because, my friends, when we're running a scratch agency, when we're running a captive agency, it's imperative that we are selling uh, simply because uh, these are typically smaller offices. There's typically not as much scale 
in a captive agency. So the owner of the company is regularly involved in taking meetings and selling stuff and putting business on the books. And uh, then all the other things we've talked about, service and claims and nurturing. The owner of the company in those operations is very typically directly involved with the actual process of selling. I will say it is impossible for you to scale to anything close to your capability of your potential if you are not stepping out of daily regular production. If you're not operating as a chief executive officer, if you are not developing and mentoring your senior leadership, do you even have senior leadership in your office? Uh, that is it's something that you're simply, you know, allowing there to be a cap on your earning potential. Because if you are actively involved in production, then you are diminishing the potential scale of your organization. This is going to look very different uh, for every office based on your market, your line of business, what kind of prospects you're going after, what your current and future staffing is, and your overall goals, the KPIs, key performance indicators that we talked about earlier uh, in this episode. What it looks like for you to step out of daily production is going to be different from office to office. But the benefits, the overall profit, the scaling potential of those activities is universal. And I, I can say with absolute certainty, if you've completed the steps we talk about in this episode or whatever your version of these steps is, because obviously there's more than one flavor of success. There's many ways to skin this cat. I can 100% guarantee you that your business is more profitable and more effective, better able to uh, do the mission to reach what your targets are. If you're focusing on running the business of being the chief executive officer and not just on selling a policy so that you can make payroll or pay the mortgage this month. So you want to reach your maximum potential profit for you, your family, for your team, for your office. Uh, these things we've talked about here in this episode are a great way to get to it. Now, as we wrap up now, I would love to ask you the question, how have you approached uh, these topics before? Have you looked at ways to be more profitable? Uh, do you have a mission statement? Do you have the core guiding principles for your office nailed down? Do you know what your goals are? Do you know what your KPIs are? Uh, how are you navigating this process? I'd love to engage you in the conversation. You can join us on our Facebook group, Agency Freedom Podcast, uh, and have that conversation. If you want to reach us uh, by email, it's simply podcast at riskwell.com, podcast at riskwell.com. I personally read every email that comes in uh, to that, that inbox, and I want to set this up as an open invitation uh, for people listening to this. If you want to be uh, possibly a guest on AFP, if you are uh, someone who's made the freedom jump or is in the middle of making the freedom jump and you want to come on and share your story and uh, bless all of us with your unique perspective, uh, you can reach me at podcast at riskwell.com. So, that's the end of the content for episode 16. I will end very simply with the same three questions I always have. Requests, I should say, not questions. 
please subscribe to AFP on whatever platform that you are on. We take those subscriptions very seriously, as do our sponsors. It helps the platforms drive the podcast organically so that we get more reach and everybody wins more. Secondly, please take about 20 seconds and leave a review for AFP on the platform of your choice. And thirdly, and most importantly, please share Agency Freedom Podcast with someone in the captive insurance world. Someone who needs to hear these truths to better understand how to make the freedom jump and to better grasp their potential in the greatest industry that God ever created. Thank you, Mr. Cass. So that's a wrap for episode 16. Look forward to connecting with you guys sometime very soon. Thank you as always for your support. And we will catch you next time, boys and girls. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening.